my cat's up here with me this time because she just cannot stand to not be with me when I'm recording. I swear to God, she knows. She knows when I'm working on a podcast. I had a podcast prior to this. She would always be with me when I was working on it. Always. And now I'm doing this one and she's with me every time I do it. She doesn't hang out when I'm doing other things. It is literally only when I am working on a podcast. Give this video a thumbs up if you think she should be my co-host. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Jinkies. Last week, I was very sick. This week, my audio should sound a whole lot better, and I won't be coughing every five seconds. Last week, I also said I would do a giveaway if I reached 100 followers on Instagram. We're still really close to that. I will be doing a giveaway. I don't know of what yet, but yeah. All the uh, other YouTubers that I follow and watch on YouTube always say to like and subscribe, and they seem to be doing pretty well for themselves, so like and subscribe. Today, we're going to be covering the Black Eyed Kids, otherwise known as BEK. The BEK are an American urban legend surrounding creatures that resemble children ranging in ages 6 to 16. Their features include pale skin with black eyes, no white visible, and no irises. They've been reported hitchhiking or often seen at the door of residential homes. Some claim that the BEK have been around since the 1980s, but most sources credit the origin of this story to a Texas reporter's 1996 retelling of his own encounter. I'm going to be reading reading the story almost verbatim. In Brian Bethel's story, he speaks about being out late in his vehicle in a parking lot near a movie theater. He was completely distracted as he was writing a check in his car, and he almost missed two young boys walking up to his vehicle. They stated that they had left their money for the movie they wanted to see at home, and they asked him if he could give them a ride. The boys insisted that the trip wouldn't take long and that they were just two young boys with a gun, so he was not in any danger. Bethel pointed out to the boys that the movie they wanted to see had already started, and that if he drove them anywhere and brought them back, they would miss essentially the entire film. Their reassurances that they were just two boys with no gun did not make Bethel feel any better. In his telling, Bethel says that when he broke eye contact with the boys finally, he became filled with an unexplainable fear. And when he broke eye contact with them, he realized that their eyes were completely black. The older of the two boys began to get frustrated as Bethel continued to make excuses as to why he could not give them a ride. He then said, we cannot come into your car without your permission. Bethel promptly drove away. Over the years, several people have come forward with incidences similar to Bethel's 1996 encounter. Also, please don't forget that 1996 is the year I was born. Thank you so much. Like most urban legends, this story gave birth to many creepypasta-styled storytelling. In its own way, this discredits any truth that might be found in some of these encounters. I scoured Reddit and found two personal encounters of the Black Eyed Kids that I will share with you now. Up first, my mom was busy with something in her room, which was situated at the far end of the 72-foot trailer we lived in. I went into the kitchen for something and heard a knock at the door. I went to open it and found four kids standing outside, two boys and two girls. I opened the screen door, and the larger of the boys asked, Can we use your phone? We need to call our mom. I was immediately suspicious, because where had these kids come from? I've lived here for a few years and knew all the kids in the neighborhood. I remember looking at the larger boy's eyes and thinking something was different about him, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I shrugged and opened the screen wider and let them in. I left the front door open as I took them into the kitchen and pointed to where the phone was. The larger boy picked up the phone as my mom called to me. I ran into my mom's room and she said, who is in the house? I told her a bunch of kids wanted to use the phone. She looked angry and said, 
You don't let anyone in the house. Tell them to leave. I walked out of her room and back to the kitchen to tell them they had to go and found the phone off the hook. The front door was still open and the screen door closed. I ran to the door and outside to look for the kids. They were nowhere to be found. They couldn't have even had time to walk or run across two acres to get to the street. So where were they? After that happened, life was super weird. Mom was always getting sick, unable to find sustainable work, and became heavily paranoid and got into damaging relationships with men. Of the most weird occurrences were when she didn't have the ability to pay the phone bill, so the phone company came and disconnected the phone. However, we kept still getting phone calls. I rarely ever answered the phone, so when my mom told me this, I was skeptical and didn't really believe her. Then one day, she was busy outside, and the phone rang, so I answered it. I heard a woman say hello on the other end. It sounded like my aunt. Then it all just went to static. When mom came back in, I told her what had occurred, and so she went to the neighbors and called the phone company and asked them to check the line that our phone was ringing. They came out, inspected the line at the pole, and came inside and told my mom, there is no way you're getting phone calls. The line is completely disconnected. It's cut at the pole. This happened constantly. Even after my mom moved the trailer to another city, in that city, she had failed to pay the bill again, and again we kept getting phone calls that ended in dead air or strange voices and static. Their linesman told her the same thing. There was no way our phone was ringing, but yet it did. To this day, I really don't know what to make of any of that, but it was also around this time I began to experience things like words of knowledge and clairaudient experiences where I would know things I had never learned and hear things before they happened in physical reality. I mostly kept those experiences to myself and would just think, how weird. When mom sold that trailer, we never had those weird phone experiences again, and the clairaudience also went away. <laughs> Story number two. In 2013, I moved with my family to a foreclosed six-bedroom home on 14 acres, straight up in the middle of nowhere in Poconos. My father and I noticed very weird things going on the second we moved in, but my mother and sister seemed to not notice these things. Everyone besides me and my dad and my entire family are the, oh, it was just the wind type of people. Not going to go into everything that happened there as it would fall under a different paranormal thread. There is some evidence that the entire area of where this house is located is haunted, as in ghosts and Native American burial grounds. Now, historically speaking, with actual evidence, people settled here around the old mill area long ago and brutally killed many Iroquois Native Americans. This area is very spread out over miles of heavily wooded mountains. Two weeks ago, my uncle on my mother's side and his girlfriend come to visit my parents' home. They do this quite often as my parents always have people over for beer, games, and bonfires. I just want to start off by saying my uncle is a non-believer, a Harley rider who to this day I have never seen him really scared of anything or anyone before this sighting. My uncle and his girlfriend are playing football with my parents when they realize it's 12.30 in the morning, so they decide to head home. They take all back roads and once they turn, onto Running Valley Road, which is six minutes from the house. My uncle's girlfriend sees two figures. They were pretty far away at this point, but it was two small figures waiting to cross the road. Just to mention, there was nothing out there, no houses besides one abandoned one that was still two miles up the road. The only thing in this vicinity is a cave. These figures were attempting to cross the road to go into the woods, which was very odd because of the timeline and the location. They are now approaching these figures. Headlights start to shine directly on them. Both my uncle and his girlfriend see two young girls around age 9 to 11, one much bigger than the other, wearing what my uncle best describes as an early 1900s church outfit, like dresses to the knee with white cotton shawls or crop sweaters and flats. Weird, right? What are two 10-year-olds doing at 1230 in the morning in the middle of nowhere wearing church clothes? They also noticed the bigger child had her arms wrapped around the smaller one, like you do if she was hurt or scared or cold. At this point, my uncle's girlfriend is like, it's children, we need to stop and help. Now, at this point, the truck is almost right next to the little girls. Both had, had their heads held down. So then the bigger of the two starts to pick her head up and look by the passing vehicle. Then both my uncle and his girlfriend say, what is that? You saw that, right? Turn around and go back right now. My uncle, scared shitless, 
takes off flying to get home. They get home and get into an argument because she wants to drive back and see what was up. Grabs her own car keys and my uncle basically was like, you're not going back there. We are never going on that road again. This user goes on to say that their uncle essentially saw that their eyes were solid black and the girlfriend wanted to confirm. They never went back to check. Many have speculated over the years what the BEK actually are. Their nature is similar to vampires in needing an invitation to enter a premises, whether that be a vehicle or a home, but many have considered them to be werewolves, witches, or even ghosts. Most of the stories place them in hooded sweatshirts with their hoods up, almost covering their eyes, but some, like the last story we just heard, put them in old, outdated clothing. What does seem consistent in these stories is their behavior is not aligned with what we would expect children of their seeming ages to behave like. There is also a feeling of thick dread in the air. And of course, their eyes are black. So what are these beings? Are they fear made manifest? Why are their eyes black? The phrase, the eyes are the windows to the soul, comes to mind here. Some people theorize that they are the ghost of murdered children. Some theorize that they are children who became evil after murdering their whole family. Some say they're not even human, and they never were. Like most modern legends, the internet has bred infinite ideas on what these creatures might be. One thing is for certain they are an entertaining story. Just like Skinwalker Ranch from last week, there are tons of movies and endless Reddit threads about a bunch of encounters from multiple different people and sources. I highly encourage you to read through those or watch some of the movies if you found this interesting. The PBS special Monstrum has a really good coverage of what the BEK actually are with a little bit more history on Brian Bethel, the original storyteller. I'll link the video I found down below. Once again, don't forget to like and subscribe and follow me on my social media. I will put right here as well as in the description. If you missed last week's episode, I'll stick it somewhere here for you as well. I announced on my Instagram today that I will now be posting three times a week. So make sure you stay tuned for Wednesday when the next episode drops. Thank you so much for watching or listening and I'll catch you next time.